God knows the story. I'm just going to tell you my title, then I'm going to let you go back to your seat and sit down because it just goes right along with all this. Nothing's hid from God. Nothing's, nothing is hid from God. Ain't that wonderful? Let's pray, for the, let's pray for the message. Lord, we love you and thank you for your presence that we have felt in here already. We thank you for the strength that you've given, for the miracles that have happened, for the lives that you've encouraged and touched in this house today. We're thankful for the miracles that we are yet to see, for the seeds that were sown and planted today, for the miracles that were watered today, God, and we're gonna see them come forth, God. We're gonna see you do mighty things. Thank you, Lord for always watching over us. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Nothing's hid from you, O God, and we're thankful for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Give the Lord another hand clap and a shout of praise before you're seated. Can't hide nothing from the Lord. Praise God. You can be seated and God bless you. I won't be very long today, I don't think. I just want to preach and Give you what I felt like the Lord gave me for today. Nothing is hid from God. There should be a little statement behind that in parentheses that says, and that's okay. We, people, we hide stuff sometimes. We, you, know, you know, not to be, not, and not even to be deceitful, but just to be private sometimes. You know, and that's all right because you don't have to just air everything out. You shouldn't. Sometimes people think, well, I can just tell pastor anything. I wish you wouldn't. Uh, my wife would amen that. We, uh, we've, we've had some things told that you can't unhear. And um, so, <laughs> praise the Lord. But what I'm saying is that you need to understand this and, and have, a, have confidence in it that nothing is hid from God. It's hard for us, I want you to think about this, it's hard for us to act accordingly in the way we should if some of the details are not revealed. You know, sometimes you don't know what to do unless you're given information. I need to know so I can do the right thing. I need to know so I can act accordingly. I, need to, uh, I can't go on just what you said, give me some more information. Well, just think if things were hid from God. What if you were able to hide it from God? How could he be Lord of your life? How could he really be a savior or a deliverer or a healer? Because a lot of people, they hide when they're sick. If they're going through something, they cover it up and they smile and they act like everything's fine. And, and so they, if, we could hide, if we could hide it from God, what good would that do us? Now we think, well then I wouldn't have to be ashamed or I wouldn't have to be embarrassed or humiliated. But God never does that to you. God never makes you feel condemned. They brought a woman that was caught in the act of adultery and threw her down at the Lord's feet. And the Lord told her at the end of that little meeting, he said, where are your accusers? She said, there's nobody left. They all left when you gave them that word. And he said, well, I don't condemn you either. I know what you did. I know what, they, I know what they said, but I know whether they said it or not. He said, but I don't condemn you. He said, but go and sin no more. And 
you need to know that God is not going to make you feel bad about your situation that you're in. He's not here to humiliate you. Uh, he doesn't want you to feel condemnation. Sometimes we need to feel good old-fashioned conviction where we realize, hey, I need to change my course. But there's a story uh, in St. John chapter 9. I'm going to read here for just a moment. It says, in Jesus, as he passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can work, and as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and he came back seen. There's two types of people here in this beginning of this. It's those that think they know and those that know, well, and one that knows. Of course, his, his parents and the man also knew, but you know, it's always somebody who thinks they know why you're in the situation you're in. They think they understand. They offer up all kind of explanations why you might be in this way. But the Lord really knows because nothing is hid from God. Neither has this. Oh, he's got, Lord, for him to be born blind. What, what's incredible to me, he's born blind, and they say he must have sinned. When? Some things are so inconceivable but that people think they know. Their theories are so incredible uh, that they have no kind of standing, but he said, or his parents must have sinned that he was born blind. And Jesus said, let me give you the truth. Neither has this man sinned nor his parents. But this situation, as awful as it is at this point in his life, it happened so that the works of God could be made manifest in him. We always look at our handicaps and our shortcomings and our failures and our messes as only opportunities for people to point the finger and talk about us. But the Lord said, this infirmity, this handicap is there for a reason and it's so that the works of God could be made known through him. You mean you're going to take a man that's blind, that will have to lead around. He can't even go into the temple because of his infirmity, because of this uh, blemish in his body. And you would use him to show people how God works? Absolutely. You hear what I'm saying to you today? You've been counting yourself out? You've been believing that uh, this mess of mine, I need to sweep it under the rug or put it in the closet with the rest of my skeletons? <laughs> Come on. But nothing is hid from God. And God says, I can build the waste places. I can build the ruined places. I can take what's broke and make it whole. I can take what's dead and make it alive. I can take those that are prisoners and set them free. I can give you beauty for ashes. I can change. Nothing's hid from me. 
And what I got to start believing is that no matter what's going on in my life or what went wrong in my life, is simply an opportunity for God to work and for me to show somebody what God can do when you let him. Oh, uh, somebody's not hearing me. Hey, he could not see. He was blind from birth. He was imperfect according to the world's standard. Maybe he was even a burden or a bother to some because most likely he was a beggar that sat by the road and every day he was saying alms, alms and begging for something because that's all he could do. Somebody had to carry him, had to lead him, had to pick him up, had to bring him home, had to help him get dressed, had to feed him. All these things they had to do for him because he was in darkness. He walked in darkness. All he knew was darkness. Aren't you glad God calls you out of darkness? into his marvelous light. Oh, this man, he was conformed to the condition of his birth. He operated in blindness because that's all he knew. But one day Jesus was going to come by. Hello. And while everybody thought they knew why he was in that condition, Jesus really knew why he was in that condition. And while many people thought he only had one way to live. Jesus said, I'm about to do something in this man. Oh, these people, that see, they see a beggar. They see brokenness. They see darkness. They see a handicap, but I see a testimony. I see the glory of God. Oh, I can give him a word and he can start preaching about the goodness of God. Who else will he change? Who else will he turn around? How many other blind people heard this man's testimony? I don't know. But how many uh, blind people could hear a man say, hey, I used to be blind, but I met a man named Jesus. Oh, how many of us that used to be addicts could say, I could meet another addict and say, hey, I used to be an addict. I stole to support my habit. Oh, I was mean. I fought. I cussed. I was awful. I was terrible. Nobody wanted anything to do with me. But guess what? One day I met Jesus, and he took all that and packaged it up into a testimony. When his blood washed me and cleansed me, it didn't matter what everybody else thought. It didn't matter how, what they thought about how I got there. The Lord said, I know what's going on. Nothing's hid from me. You mean, God, you're going to use that man that lied and fought and stole and cheated to pastor a church? He said, yeah, nothing's hid from me. He ain't pulling no, ain't, it ain't like, a, you know, sometimes people will get hired on a job and, and they're there working and somebody comes up, do you know? They killed 14 people and buried them in their basement. Oh, they, he's got to go. We can't have him working here no more. Uh, your business might find out a truth about you and say, we've got to let you go. That's not up to the conduct of our company, and, and you got to go. You know, police officers and things like that, they, even off the job, you know, there's things they can't do. They, they can lose their job for things they do off the job. But the Lord's not surprised. He's not caught off guard when you stand up to testify. Oh, I didn't know they'd done all that. God said, I know what they did because nothing's hid from me. Oh, you ain't hearing me. Come on. Anybody believing, anybody looking back and, and, and flipping the Rolodex of your mind right now saying, hmm, oh, I got a long list of things that wasn't like God and I really wish God didn't know. But God does know and that's okay because God knows he can do something about it. God knows he can completely change your situation. He knows that he can completely turn you into a new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new, and now all things are of God. 
The things of the world pass away. The hold, the grip it had. This man could see. He, he couldn't just uh, hear what Jesus was saying. He could see when this encounter was over with. The Lord spit on the ground, made some clay, put it on his eyes. Now, it's up to the man. God ain't going to force him to the water. He said, but if you go wash, you got to see something happen. And he obeyed the voice of God. And he went blind, but he come back seeing. And all them people that watched that man stumbling around with mud on his eyes saw him. Ooh, he turned around and looked at his friend and said, man, you ugly. <laughs> he could see. He could see. And I'm sure they were like, wait a second. And he's blinking and blinking. What color? Of course, he don't know what color he is. He's trying to trick him. But now he's walking by himself. Get, get away from me. I can walk. I can go. I can praise God. And everybody's excited because here's a man that was born blind. Oh, we've known him all his life. And that's all he's ever been. Anybody ever said that about you? Oh, I went to school with them. I used to run with them. I know what they like. No, you knew what they were like, but you don't know them now. You don't know them since the power of God got in them. You don't know them since God called them out of the darkness. You don't know them since they began to see. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm glad that Jesus changes my view. Oh, and when it changed my view, it changed how I walk. Nobody leading me around by the hand anymore. Nobody deceiving me or tricking me. Oh, when you're in the dark and they, they could hand you anything and tell you it was anything and you don't know. Oh, but God lets the scales fall off your eyes. He starts letting you walk by faith and not by sight. He starts letting you walk by the Spirit and walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit. Come on, somebody. And when we walk in the light and live in the light, there's no occasion for stumbling. But we can walk and make some progress and, and we can tell others, what happened to you? Oh, they was caught off guard by what Jesus had done because every day I've seen this guy. Oh, every day I've seen them. I've been with them. I know how they are. I know what they did. They were liars. They were cheats. They were, uh, oh yeah, they were, they were every bit of that and such were some of you, Paul said. Paul said you were drunkards and thieves and liars and fornicators, uh, murderers and, and uh, unholy and unthankful. He said all kind of things. Such were, but now you're washed. He, he went and washed. <laughs> he went and walked. And he came back seeing. And he was different. He got back to his house. He got back to his friends. He got back to his family. He hit them old stomping grounds. And, and guess what? He was different. Ain't nothing hid from God. One of the most, <laughs> one of the most greatest blessings in our life is that Jesus sees us. We don't realize what a blessing is that he sees us where we are. He always knows just what to do because he sees you where you are. He's not just taking a bucket of blessings and slinging them out and saying, I hope the right thing falls on them. He knows what you need. He sees it and that's all right. He sees if you lied, it's okay. He sees if you messed up, that's okay. He sees uh, that hurt, that heartache, that brokenness. And you don't have to cover it up and try to sew your fig leaves together and cover it up. He knows about it and that's all right. Give it to him. Just listen to him and he'll fix it. 
whole or broken, sick or well, obedient or not, our lives do not go unnoticed by God. God sees everything that we are and everything that we do. In Psalm 139, the psalmist said here, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know who I am. You know when I sit down. You know when I get up. You understand my thoughts far off. You can pass my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all of my ways. God knows what you're going to do. That's all right. Nothing's hid from him, and that's okay. That's okay. Well, there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. <laughs> Make you be real careful about what you say, won't it? Because God knows. For, for you let it slip. I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say that. So he then goes on in verse 7. He says, uh, where can I go from your spirit? You can't get away from God. Where shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up in the heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning, dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. And in verse 13, he said, For you have possessed my reins. You have covered me in my mother's womb. God has always known who you are. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let me tell you, that guy that was blind was fearfully and wonderfully made. He was born blind so that the works of God could be made manifest. God just was not done with him yet. Sometimes God don't stop working on people until they get out. Oh, he let them be born like that, but he let them be born because he knows I'm going to still keep working. I'm going to still keep reaching. I'm going to still keep making something out of their life. You, 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 we get ready to throw it away and say, God, you can't use somebody like me. Uh, that, that man that was born blind, uh, he was old enough that people knew, hey, he's a grown man. He can answer for himself. Think about all that he probably felt like he missed out on. All his friends just running, playing, climbing trees, doing whatever they do. You know, they, they didn't have to have nobody leading them around. He had to sit at home, sit somewhere out of the way. Don't walk this way. Don't want you to fall off a cliff. Don't want you to wander off into a pond, fall in a well. You know, got to watch him, got to be safe, got to be protected. And his friends are just growing up, you know, meeting people, getting married, getting jobs, having all these things. And he's just sitting and waiting for God to speak into his life. And you might feel like, man, I've watched other people have this and have that, and, but God's not done with you. Oh, not by a long shot, honey. God ain't done with you. God's still moving and working. God knows it all. He Ain't nothing hid from him. And the reason you are where you are right now, you might say, even this is, he was born, but sometimes we are in places because of our choices. God knows that. He said, I knew they'd choose that. He knew that I would choose some things that got me thrown in jail. Yeah, that was awful. That was terrible. But he knew that I would choose those things. He knew that I would choose things that would get, cause me to, to poison my body and, and, and do things I shouldn't have done. He knew I would choose all that. But he said, I'm, I didn't hear from me. 
But one day I'm going to meet him because I know, I know what he can be if he'll just listen to me. I know what he'll do if he'll just go wash. I know what he'll do if he'll just let me fill him with that spirit. I know what he can do and what he'll be. Uh, let me tell you something. People tell me all the time, I thought you was raised in church, Pastor. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't raised, and that's not a, a slam on either. I just wasn't raised in church. I believed in God. I went to Sunday school some as a kid, went to church some as a little teenager, you know, on and off, but I never was, you know, grabbing a hold of it. Just when I got old enough to do what I could do, I did it. You know, and I hid a lot of it so my mom and them wouldn't know about it. That's what teenagers do. That's what I did. But one day I met God. One day, one day, at an altar, one Wednesday night, the Lord moved on me, spoke to me. Man, I went and washed, and I came, let me tell you, I came out seeing. My life was different. Oh, when I showed up, people said, well, it looks like him. But I don't know, he don't talk like him. Ain't nobody leading him around no more. Uh, you know, he, he's been here five or ten minutes talking. He, he ain't said a cuss word yet. He ain't told a bad joke yet. He ain't talked about going to get drunk yet or smoking no dope yet. So I, something's wrong with him. Maybe he had a stroke. I don't know what's wrong, what's wrong with him because I wasn't the same. And this, you think that blind man got up with his eyes and he said, hey, somebody give me a hand. Why? Well, I just, I'm just used to this. Let me tell you, God sets you free from that kind of life. You don't have to take nobody by the hand no more. You don't have to let nobody lead you around. God lets you come forth seeing. He changed this man's life forever. There was nowhere, and there's nowhere to hide. My substance is not hid from you. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, God, you knew it. And not only does Jesus see, he knows the whole story, the true story. He ain't worried about people's opinions. He knows what's really going on. And I know that scares people. But you ought to be glad that he knows. Because here's the wonderful thing. He knows it and he still has a plan for you. He knows it and he still knows there are people you can touch and reach. When you back up a few chapters into John chapter 4, there was a woman Jesus met at the well and he knew her. It was the first time she'd ever laid eyes on him. And maybe the first time in the flesh he had ever laid eyes on her. But he told her, he said, lady, you've had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband I know all about it but if you'll ask me I'll give you living water listen your past and your mess and your mistakes they're not there to disqualify you from what Jesus has got that's the reason for what Jesus has got the reason he, he, he finds you is because he knows. He said, those that are whole don't need a physician, but those that are sick. He said, I know when people need healing, deliverance. I know when people need something. And Jesus uh, made the plan or this offer of living water to this woman. She ran back telling everybody, come meet a man, told me everything I ever did. And many people believed because of this woman's testimony. And this guy right here, he was blind, but he came back seeing how many people believed because of his testimony, God's plan is to fix us and to save us and not destroy us. Isaiah 1, 18 and 19, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet. Everybody can see it. 
when things are going wrong, but I can change that. They can be white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. That man that was blind, he was willing to let God spit and put mud on his eyes. And he was willing to be led to that pool and to wash and be obedient. And he come back seeing. Friend, he was eating the good of the land on that day. He knows our condition and he offers us a much better deal. That's why Romans 5 and 8 says, God commended his love toward us and while we were yet sinners, he knew and he knows it's not hid from us, but Christ died for us. Your condition doesn't scare God. It doesn't push him away. It's the reason that he came. It's the reason that he gave his life. In Ezekiel 36, this is, you know, my church has probably heard this. I keep a marker on Ezekiel 36 all the time because if I ever need encouragement about who I am and what God did, I'll go here. Because Ezekiel 36 says this in verse 24. He said, For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and I'll bring you into your own land. God has a plan and a place for a better you. You hear me? God's got a plan and a place for a better you. He said, then I'll sprinkle clean water upon you. There's that washing again. And you shall be clean from all your filthiness, from all your idols. I'll cleanse you. Why wouldn't you just find somebody, Lord, that's already good and already righteous? Because there's none righteous. No, not one. If he were to search the land for a righteous person uh, to make them, there ain't none. He said, I, I got to take those that are broken and busted. He said, a new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit within you, cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. And you'll dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. And he said, you, in other words, you're going to dwell in the promise. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. And I'm going to jump on down uh, in verse 33. He said, Thus saith the Lord, in the day that I have cleansed you from all your iniquity, when I've changed your life, I'll also cause you to dwell in cities, and the waste shall be builded. The desolate shall be tilled, whereby it lay desolate in the sight of all. Everybody that passed by knew there was nothing here. That's what they say about us, isn't it? There ain't nothing there. But they will say, this land was desolate. It's become like the Garden of Eden and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced and they are inhabited. And then the heathen that are left round about you, they'll know that I, the Lord, build the ruined places and I plant that that was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it and I will do it. Oh, God's still doing it. God's still doing it. And I like what he said. He said, everybody's going to know. They couldn't deny when this guy showed back up. The Pharisees were upset. They called his parents. Is this your boy? What happened to him? They said, he's old enough to answer for himself. You ask him. And they kept on questioning him. He said, I've already told you. Will you hear it again? He said, look, you might not believe it, but I can tell you, I was once blind and now I see. That's what I know. And there was a man named Jesus that done it. And that's what I know. 
And, and they said, well, just give glory to God. This man's a sinner. I don't know if he's a sinner or not. I, I'm just telling you. And let me tell you, people can't deny what Jesus has done in your life. <laughs> they might have their opinion about it. They might not want to accept it, but they can't change what Jesus has done in your life because you're going to know it. He said, I know because I was born blind and now I see. I know it. I felt it. And you're going to see it too, whether you believe it or not. That's up to you. But I'm not going to doubt what God's done in me. Don't ever let somebody make you doubt what Jesus did for you. Don't, that's verse 25 where he said, whether he be a sinner or no, I don't know, but this is what I do know. And I may not know a lot of things or understand a lot of things about God, but I know what he did in my life. There may be some things I've yet to learn, but I'm going to stand on what I know. I've told people many times, I said, hey, I don't know it all, but I know what I know. And I know I was lost, but now I'm found. I know that the life I used to live has long been buried. Oh, thank God. Listen, when Jesus is involved, you can count on a miracle. Honey, you can come to the music. The thing about this is he didn't know he knew his name was Jesus, but he didn't know who he was. And sometimes it's like that. We don't really know who he is. I, I, I was reading this and I said, let me, if I, if I turned it around, because later the Pharisees, they just, they throw it, they cast him out. It says they cast him out because they don't want to hear him talking about Jesus no more. Well, when Jesus hears about him being cast out. He comes to this man that was born blind because evidently when after he washed, when he came back, Jesus was gone because he, he wasn't around while they were questioning. And so Jesus finds him now. And so this is the first time this man actually sees Jesus. And the Lord says, well, do you believe on the Son of God? And he said, who is he, Lord? that I might believe on him. Who is he? I know something's been done. I know something's happened. You, know, you don't realize you don't have to have every revelation in the book to have a miracle. You just got to believe. I've, I've talked to people and that's where they block themselves. They're like, man, I just don't understand you know, all this and that. I said, but do you believe that Jesus died for your sins and rose from the dead? I do believe that. Okay. You don't have to know, you know, about the, all the imagery of the book of Revelation to be saved or to have a miracle or for your life to be changed. You don't have to be able to explain all the prophets just to be saved. Uh, you got to believe and obey the gospel. And when you start believing in Jesus and trusting in him, he can... The Bible says we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. The blood gives you your testimony. It changes your life. Now when you're filled with the Spirit and you start studying, you'll learn things and learn deep things and there'll be things that God will show you, but just because you don't know everything yet, that don't mean God can't work in your life. I've had people that never been to church before and they come in and they like, I feel so out of place because I don't, I don't even know the books of the Bible. I don't know. I've never read the Bible through. Okay. 
but did Jesus fill you with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Do you believe he died for you and, and was you baptized in his name? Yes. Okay. Let's start there. Let's start with that salvation. Let's start with that testimony. Do you feel different? Oh, I do feel different, Pastor. My life's different. I don't even want the things. I, okay. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Jesus found him a little bit later. Do you believe on the Son of God? Who is he? And Jesus said, you have both seen him, and it is he that talks with thee. He had to get him to a place where he could see him. And so he waited until he was out of the sound of all those voices that were coming down on him and talking against his miracle. And the Lord said, now you know who I am, and you know what I've done. I don't know what this man's story was. Maybe we'll find out when we get to heaven. How many people did he help convert? How many people did he win to the Lord? I don't know. I don't know what he did past this, but I do know this. That this man that was blind and discounted by so many was used so God could show people how he works. And I would dare to say that sitting in this congregation today and in churches everywhere, there are people that feel like I have been counted out by more people than I know. But could you just believe today that God can do something with your life? No matter how tragic it's been, no matter the mistakes you've made, God's got to work to 